Kia ora koutou. welcome to an Island Life special on Waiheke Radio. Uh, we're covering the 2023 general election and speaking to candidates from Auckland Central and Tamaki Makaurau. Uh, so today I'm joined by Hirarewa Tehou, who is the National Party candidate for Tamaki Makaurau. What's that you say? A National Party candidate for Tamaki <laughs> Makaurau? Yes, for the first time since 2000 and... Two. 2002, there yeah. is a National Party candidate for for Tamaki Makoto. So, Hinarewa uh, Tehou, kia ora, and welcome to Waiheke Radio. Um, you will be new to many on the island. Yes. So, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, morena, and thank you so much for having me here this morning. Um, so, uh, I'm an Auckland-born and bred girl. Uh, I was born on uh, in Auckland, uh, in the old Cornwall Park. Uh, hospital back in the uh, 1963 so you know I've been around a bit uh, so I normally say I was uh, born in Auckland schooled there married there divorced there worked there and have lived my life between uh, Te Taitokoro and uh, Tamaki Makoto. Uh, I have a background in small business um, setting up my first business in 1986 actually uh, which was in the field of um, Going from coal type to desktop publishing, which became a design and print company, which then became a public relations company, which I owned for 10 years, uh, moving into the areas of uh, tourism, because uh, you know I've got a background in marketing, uh, and from tourism into economic development, which I've got my degrees in, uh, and, and still have, um, within the Auckland area, uh, was chair of the Matariki Festival um, for a period of time, uh, and with someone who may be well known here on the island, uh, George Te Aroha Kahi, uh, who's of Ngāti Power. him and I had um, the Matariki um, uh, Cultural Foundation, which we still exist today, which is in the world music space, so I used to come over here quite a lot, so yeah, so you know, um, uh, I love Auckland, been home, and uh, yeah, you know, have had a good career and success working both here in, uh, in Aotearoa and overseas as well. But this isn't the first time you've dipped your toe into politics, is it? No, I've got to back my, I mean, first of all, I need to clarify that, is that my whanau uh, have a legacy within the National Party. Uh, so I have a father who was an ex-Māori vice president, an uncle, well, and, uh, and who was as well. Uh, and so I've always um, enjoyed politics. My former husband was a young nationals, that's how I met him. Um, and so, yeah, but I've also stood in 1993 uh, in Mangari, which was a red seat, David Longies, as a training ground for a potential future career, uh, which I didn't progress with. Um, and then when we had the accord, uh, National Party had the accord with uh, Māori Party under the uh, Keys government, uh, I um, was asked to be able to come and support the Māori Party uh, in, in their policy development, which I was very pleased to do so, uh, and yeah, yeah, and was on their list list as well. Uh, and so, you know, I've always been blue. I've never not been blue. Uh, so to be able to do that to do to stand for national in the Māori seat for me right now uh, is a honour and very humbling to do so to, and I find very progressive for the party to be able to put um, the um, Māori kaupapa back on the agenda. The 
is there a tension within the party? You know, but I mean, as we talked about, this is the first time that National has stood uh, candidates in the Māori electorates for for two decades, and a lot of the the rhetoric of some of the you know the high profile politicians, uh, you know, Simeon Brown, uh, Chris Luxon, you know, maybe to a lesser degree, there have been, I suppose, finger pointed at at Māori and. Um, and you know, cries of, of division and so on. So, is it a comfortable place for you to be? Uh, well, I think as comfortable as it can be to be bicultural. You know, um, I walk in two worlds. Always have done. Um, I've been colonised, if you want to put it that way. But I am too too Māori to my culture because that's what I've been raised in. As within the party, I mean, there's a lot of um, un, uh, miscommunications. I think at times around the Māori uh, about Māori's. Um, and national and voting, uh, but we have had a long association, Māori, with um, with the National Party. Uh, and so for me, um, if I'm looking at why am I a voter for National, for me it's about um, self-determination, self-reliance, autonomy, mana. You know, I want to see our people into jobs, employment, and I feel under National's banner that you know, we can achieve that because, you know, we all work really, really hard for what we get, don't we? And so, you know, if I look at our legacy that National has achieved under uh, successive governments, um, especially under uh, right back to Sarapararanata's times to present day, you know, there we've had a number of successes and not just in, in the treaty settlement space. But also to the values of National Party, they resonate with me, you know, the titiriti um, of Waitangi is uh, one of our key values as a founding document um, and I think, you know, now is a time for the, the party to be able to step back into the Māori states uh, and progress us towards, you know, 2040. So, uh, so why is National the party that you believe Māori should vote for? Um, well, look. Right now, you know, we've been hearing from our leaders, uh, from our leader Luxon, around where things are sitting. When you're out door knocking, the things that are being talked to from those uh, from our Māori is they're feeling the pinch eh, in their pocket. So. Um, uh, they're really wanting the ease of cost of living. Uh, they're looking at wanting the increase in their incomes. They're wanting better jobs, and you know they want to see some growth. Our Māori and business, uh, I think, are doing very well at the moment because you know sometimes when there's a recession, certain sectors do well. I think business is doing well, but those who are just who are um, working employees uh, are, are finding it really, really tough. And so I think National has got the policies to be able to put money back in the pocket uh, and be able to support our whanau um, with our policies that we have currently. Uh, let's kind of expand on that. So, yeah, sure. you know, the the National um, got a slogan, if you like, has been, you know, to, to address the squeezed middle. Yes. Um, critics of that phrase would say, look, the problem with it is it ignores people at the bottom. And the unfortunate truth at the moment in Aotearoa is often the people at the bottom are Māori. Yeah. So, you know, do you feel that those policies are adequately addressing the people that you're hoping to represent? I believe they do. We're not saying we're changing uh, uh, anything 
for those who are, um, who are in levels of deprivation at the moment or anything in benefits, everything will stay the same. But I'm also very aware that our Māori who are in the squeezed middle, who have got mortgages you know, currently, who are working hard and long hours, is that they're also the ones who help their whānau who are, at, who are in levels of deprivation. You know, So if they're struggling, that means that then our communities of deprivation, they struggle. So you know, we, we, we don't do anything in isolation. So there needs to be better investment into our programs uh, that are working with our disadvantage. There needs to be investment back into our squeeze metal, Māori, to ensure that we can support our whānau you know, through this really tough time. So let's flip on to some local issues. Yeah, um, sure. You know, we, you were talking off air before uh, before we we came in to the studio that you know you've been to to Waiheke a number of times. You have connections here. What would you see as the most important or pressing issue facing Maori on Waiheke at the moment? Well, once again, I think it has to go back to cost of living as as an issue. Uh, I'm aware that you know having affordable housing over here is a challenge for Waiheke at the moment. Um, so you know, I mean. Waiheke relies very much on tourism as well and tourism numbers so that has an effect on your local business uh, so those are three areas that I know that you know that may be tough for, for Waiheke people at the moment yeah and uh, other than the you know the, the tax changes are there other policies that you believe will, will address that like say in regard you know the, the housing approach that National has taken you know to I suppose to ex, uh, to push housing intensification to the to the boundaries i mean do, do you see party policies that will help in that area here on the island um, I think so. Um, not knowing enough about Waiheke's politics, and I'll be really upfront about that, uh, because I probably know more about the business side of here than what the actual social is- major social issues are. But I think with National's policies at the moment, and our, with our so- um, social housing policy, is that, uh, like all of Auckland, Waiheke is similar, is that there we've got to get um, uh, those who are in... Um, Motels, for example, National looked to disestablish um, emergency housing um, for motels, for example, you know, because we've got our Māori are now living in their cars, we need to get them into a priority list and get them into into homes. Um, and so, yeah, so I think our policies that we have in that area will support uh, Waiheke Island. Okay, so let's... The island, um, I would like to ask you about representation um, in a couple of areas. Let's start off with the the council. Um, So, you know, National (coughs) set up the super city legislation. Um, Part of that was that Māori are represented through the statutory authority. Uh, There's currently consultation on whether... Uh, Auckland should move to the establishment of uh, Māori seats, you know, yep. Māori wards and so on. Um, so yeah, I'm interested in your take on what you believe to be the right way forward in terms of Māori representation and local body. Oh, that's a big question. Yeah, <laughs> but you're standing for Parliament, so yeah. That is very true. Look, I mean, Auckland has their consultation out currently um, for to determine uh, whether we should have Māori seats. So, you know, and that will be introduced in 2025. I think that's a really good thing. Uh, it's every Māori's democratic right to determine as to whether we should have Māori seats at the end of the day. Uh, and so, yeah, that's a, it's a positive thing. I see it as. Um, 
and of course <coughs> we've got the Māori statutory board already we've got represent well, I think we've only got one Māori who's on the Auckland Council currently so you know if we this is around the democratic right uh, as people to determine that eh? and I think that's a really really positive thing the um, relationship between government and council is something that the Mayor Wayne Brown is, yeah. is currently raising and it's been an issue uh, you know, where decision making and power rests um, has been uh, something that's been strongly debated and especially during that, that super city time, you know, with people wanting more local say. How do you think the balance should be, where should it sit between the different levels of local decision making and central government? So, look, you know, um National is about devolution of services and putting the resp- and putting the investment back into our community. Say, so I think um, currently let's first focus on when it comes to the Māori wards. Uh, government national is supportive of the Māori roles wards. It's up to local government how they progress that. When it comes to decision, how um, local government and central government work together, then it's been able to understand the issues and where the investment should be. And so, you know, we go, we've got a number of frontline services, Waikiki is no different, that are under resourced. Uh, they've got great programs that are delivering across the community, and we need to make sure that that investment, that so, I'll call it social investment, is there for those communities to do what they do really, really well. And let's uh, take a look at. At I suppose Maori uh, representation and decision making yeah. on the island um, recently with the uh, marina at, at Putiki Bay, yeah. we saw I suppose um, internal iwi tension about who had um, you know who held those kaitiaki rights and obligations, and if we look across Auckland, we see tension between iwi. Um, and on the island, our, our marae is a, a community marae. Yeah. How do you see, you know, do you see a role for central government or for the Tamaki Makoto MP in helping to navigate those those relationships and how do, how do you believe that should happen? Well, look, you've got a number of fantastic people uh, on the island here, you know, who are in that particular space. Um, you know, I'll just, uh, if I may, just acknowledge uh, Darlene uh, Tana, who's the Tamaki Makoto candidate for Greens, and also a phenomenal of mine as well. But I think the key thing is here is that there is a space for central government to be able to work with the community, but we first we need to understand what the issues are and what the challenges are to be able to bring that bring us into the corridor here. Otherwise, you know, the first port of call is for you to work with local government and look at the uh, localised climate action plan that has been adopted by the Waiheke Local Board um, and uh, what that looks like and how that needs to be implemented. When it comes to iwi Māori, though, and to, um, you know, Paratahi Marae and to Ngāti over here, there may be tension, but, you know, this is about relationships, eh, and working together to get the best possible outcome that represents all parties. And I suppose, too, also understanding the iwi from here and what they are trying to achieve as kaitiaki for out here uh, and you know being able to come together on a regular basis as I would say kanohi kit kanohi face to face discussion and of course face to face discussion today in a Māori context uh, should mean to sit down 
and if it's at Piritahi as a community marae to um, work through what the issues and challenges are to get the best possible outcome you know you've got to exhaust that conversation eh? so that might sound idealistic by going a kaupapa Māori way if you want to get the outcomes that are suitable to that community that's a kaupapa I think that is you know that I think that and I believe Waiheke can do Given that national is is unlikely to hold the the Tamaki Makoto electorate, yep. um, is there an ability or the people or the infrastructure for that? If national was to be you know the major part of the government to undertake that work, I mean, are there the people who are going to be on the list who will have that kaupapa? I think so. I mean, <coughs> that's why I'm standing. Um, excuse me. <coughs> That's why I'm here in this particular seat, isn't it? Is to be able to give representation. Because in political parties, we need to ensure that we have a level of diversity, but also too that Māori issues can be uh, recognised and um, worked upon. So, you know, my school is in... um, public consultation, strategy, creating strategies, you know, that's business plans, you name it. So for me, I and I look at where our current legislation is, what our regulations are, and what our policy are. So as long as we understand and we've got the right data and we've had the right conversations, then theoretically we should be able to uh, get an outcome that meets the community's needs. And remembering, it's all about the community. So given that it's all about the community and let's ignore kind of Simeon Brown's, you know, get rid of bilingual signs nonsense. Oh, yes, please. Um, But, you know, (laughs) let's look at some of the stuff that is perhaps, you know, more important. Uh, The proposal to scrap the Maori Health Authority, for example, or the the opposition to Maori having a say in control and um, kaitiaki of water. Gosh, you really are asking me the big ones this morning, aren't you? And thank you so much. It's getting my bad brain going. But look, um, uh, yes, National has says on the Māori Health Authority, we will look to establish that and go back to a single health system. But look, I just want to be really clear around the Māori Health Authority and why we're doing that. We have an integrated health system already. And what National is endeavouring to say is that we need to focus on the targets and the measures. We need to make sure that we have enough trained doctors and nurses to meet the... Uh, our, to meet Māori outcomes because you know um, you know, we, we're not there yet we've got too many on the waiting list eh? and so um, the, and we've got to look at the levels of social procurement too back into the communities so once again we have an integrated health system already, uh, Dr Shane Riti is focused on making sure we have enough well skilled people to be able to deal and work with our, with our communities and we need to make sure the investment is there back into those frontline services, which I can't stress enough, that are doing it hard for our communities, all our hauora communities who are working across board you know we saw it in COVID didn't we the level of engagement and the levels of vaccination and continually and I suppose too the level of investment that goes back into whānau order as a key policy to build the growth and development of our whānau So do you think that having a one size fits all um, authority you know stick with health for a moment allows that insight into what needs to happen to lift Maori health in particular? Um, look, I think it does because, you know, I mean, I look, I can think of 
the number of um, whānau uh, order clinics that we have across Tamaki Makoto uh, who are working and um, supporting <laughs> you know our Māori health and they're meeting the needs currently but it's like anything eh? you need to have the right level of investment and sometimes government's investment needs to be a, a hand up not a hand out and so we need to make sure that they the levels of um, um, funds is there uh, and that they can they've got good targets to be able to you know ensure that um, healthy environments let's uh, let's have a talk about Tikapa Moana um, the Hauraki Golf yes um, there's a new golf protection plan yeah. um, that's been proposed do you believe that that plan is you know goes far enough it goes too far what what do you believe should happen uh, in, in our golf? Look, I, I don't, uh, if I can be very frank with both of you, I don't actually have an honest opinion uh, on that one for you. I'm aware of uh, Tikapa uh, Moana and the coastal feature, you know, and what that looks like. Um, I know that it takes into account our Auckland region and the Hauraki Plains and the Coromandel Peninsula. Uh, this taken to Great Barrier as well? Yeah, so you know, and so that, that, but you know, I go, if you want to protect an asset, uh, then you know, we want to be, you've got to protect an asset, then the Hauraki Golf Marine Park becomes a really part of a, my personal opinion, is a very important part of our landscape and our whenua, isn't it? So, what to what degree should iwi have a say in, uh, in restricting or, or mandating what happens in different parts of the Gulf? Uh, well, look once again. That comes back to the relationships between uh, between iwi and the community, uh, and working with local government to determine what those regulations have. We got good representation there. That's really really important uh, because it's through representation then those parameters will be created. So I've, I'm speaking to Hilrewa Teho, who's standing for National in Tamaki Makoto. Um, so, you know, we, we started off, um, you know, talking about the fact that this is the first time Nationals did someone for, for 20 years. Um, do you believe that this is the start of something ongoing? Uh, or is the is the relationship uh, with, with Maori politics and, and national fickle? Do you think next time <laughs> it might change again? Uh, no, look, I think this is very progressive of national uh, to be doing this. Um, you don't stand in something if it's only going to be a one-time uh, you know, th- thrill, and I hope it's not a thrill, because so, otherwise all my door-knocking that I've been doing in pamphlets has been a waste of time. But um, no, this is progressive of national, mm. and I th- we will probably see uh, in the ne- next three years' time... Um, us look into another foray into another two or three Māori seats as well. Um, what my what I'm doing and what Harati Heponga is doing down in Tatayahuru, we're creating the blueprint uh, for um, um, the blueprint for um, uh, Māori and National. We really are, and we're building that upon the legacy of our tupuna who have gone before us since Aparananata right through to Tamapotaka today. So you know that that is that's good. We're also giving choice back to our Māori communities that there's not just Labour that's there or Māori Party, but that for our hard-working Māori, National's there to support and uh, support you, you know, in your whānau's growth. 
you, you're doing the hard yards, you know, out in an electorate where where Maori traditionally have had, you know, fairly low turnout, and, and national. It's been a very, very, very long time since national held a, yeah, a Maori electorate. Most um, you know, you're what thirty eight on the list. Have you? Yes, yeah, that's right. Thirty eight. Have, have you crunched the numbers? I have to, done crunched the numbers. What, what percentage do you need to get in? Oh, we need to be sitting at around about forty nine. 50 seats and potentially uh, about 40% party vote. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know. So someone said to me uh, a little while, she said, if you're on the Greens, you'd be sitting around about six or seven on the list. I went, oh, that's pretty good. That's my Fanonga Huahana Linden's uh, position right now. Um, but yeah, so, you know, the thing for me is that, yes, I very much want to be in Parliament and, you know, if we get a high party vote, I'm in. But if I don't, then I go, that's okay as well because I've done my job to create the footprint. Henare Wu Taho, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you.